Anything but a pleasing expression. Yet he was, as certainly, becoming far more of a living thing than it had been, if a sinister one. Far more alive than anything he had ever painted before. Call it portrait of a gentleman, said Haringey. A certain gentleman. It won't do, said Haringey, still keeping up his courage. Kind of thing they call bad taste. That sneer will have to come out. That gone, and a little more fire in the eye. Never noticed how warm his eye was before. And he might do for... What price, passionate pilgrim? But that devilish face won't do. This side of the channel. Some little inaccuracy does it, he said. Eyebrows probably too oblique. Therewith, pulling the blind lower to get a better light, and resuming palette and brushes. The face on the canvas seemed animated by a spirit of its own. Where the expression of diablerie came in, he found impossible to discover. Experiment was necessary. The eyebrows. It could scarcely be the eyebrows. But he altered them. No, that was no better. In fact, if anything, a trifle more satanic. The corner of the mouth. Pa, more than ever a leer. And now, retouched, it was ominously grim. The eye, then. Catastrophe. He had filled his brush with vermilion instead of brown. And yet he had felt sure it was brown. The eye seemed now to have rolled in its socket and was glaring at him, an eye of fire. In a flash of passion, possibly with something of the courage of panic, he struck the brush, full of bright red, athwart the picture. And then a very curious thing, a very strange thing indeed occurred, if it did occur. The diablified Italian before him shut both his eyes, pursed his mouth, and wiped the colour off his face with his hand. Then the red eye opened again with a sound like the opening of lips, and the face smiled. That was rather hasty of you, said the picture. Haringey states that now that the worst had happened, his self-possession returned. He had a saving persuasion that devils were reasonable creatures. Why do you keep moving about then, he said, making faces and all that, sneering and squinting while I'm painting you. I don't, said the picture. You do, said Haringey. It's yourself, said the picture. It's not myself said Haringey. It is yourself, said the picture. No, don't go hitting me with the paint again, because it's true. You have been trying to fluke an expression on my face all the morning. Really, you haven't an idea what your picture ought to look like. I have, said Haringey. You have not, said the picture. You never have with your pictures. You always start with the vaguest presentiment of what you are going to do. It is to be something beautiful, you are sure of that, and devout perhaps, or tragic. But beyond that it is all experiment and chance. My dear fellow, you don't think you can paint a picture like that. Now it must be remembered that for what follows we have only Haringey's word. I shall paint a picture exactly as I like said Haringey calmly. This seemed to disconcert the picture a little. You can't paint a picture without an inspiration, it remarked. 
but I had an inspiration for this. Inspiration, sneered the sardonic figure. A fancy that came from your seeing an organ grinder looking up at a window. Vigil! Ha <laughs> ha! You just started painting on the chance of something coming. That's what you did. And when I saw you at it, I came. I want to talk with you. Art with you, said the picture. It's a poor business. You potter. I don't know how it is, but you don't seem able to throw your soul into it. You know too much. It hampers you. In the midst of your enthusiasms, you ask yourself whether something like this has not been done before. And look here, said Haringey, who had expected something better than criticism from the devil. Are you going to talk studio to me?